Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza Christina, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for TikTok and Instagram, The Gratitude Chick 2, that's T-O-O, for Facebook, and join my Facebook group, The Magic of Gratitude. Start your gratitude journey today with 21 Days of Thankfulness, available now on Amazon. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode as we continue our mindset journey for 2023. So today has been a very eye-opening experience for me and um typically I only post about the mindset on Tuesdays but I don't want to hold this episode until Tuesday I'm gonna try to have another episode for you guys on Tuesday but today's episode is all about transforming my mind and my experience with that and Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm saying it this way because I just listened to two people. I don't know if you've ever heard of Ken Honda. He's a Japanese um, best-selling author, all about money, uh, happy money. Um, that's basically his shtick. And then um, the next one was Scott Mills. So I listened to both of them today. And in my listening, first of all, Ken Honda is just, he's awesome. Like, he's just phenomenal. And he um, he says things in such a phenomenal way. Like, I really urge you guys to go and kind of follow him. He really gives good information with regard to your relationship with money. Um, you know, a lot of things that I've heard about money, you know, over the years, never really talked about how not only your relationship with money but how you feel about money and how money feels about you so this is kind of what this these videos were about I'm I'm trying to say it in this way because I don't want to um do any kind of you know take away from their thing I'm trying to you know just give you my experience so one of the things that I really took away from this was kind of like a releasing ritual. Now, you guys have seen, uh, well, maybe not, on my YouTube channel, if you go all the way down, 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 about three years ago, um, I did a releasing ritual where I wrote out some things because I was really angry at, um, you know, my ex-boss's boss, and, like, I really disliked this dude. And if I saw him in person, I, li- I wanted to punch him in the throat. That's how angry I was at this dude. And so I had to just, you know, let it go. So I did that releasing ritual, and I literally have let that go. Like, I don't have any ill will towards that man. I wish you well. You know, karma comes from for us all, so good luck to you. That's how I feel about him now. But back then, I really, you know, wanted to punch him in the throat. That That's just what it was so (laughs) but now this releasing ritual and and by the way if you want to do that releasing ritual it's really good because it works but this one is 
specifically it's geared towards money and the things that your parents or those who had authority over you have told you about money and you then internalized and it became your perspective on money, your relationship with money. So that is what this uh, specific video was about. And one of the, the releasing ritual, I am going to describe it. Um, and I, again, I don't want to take anything from him, but I, I'm going to describe what I did in the video um, after as a result of the video. So <clears throat> basically what I did, it was kind of a two-pronged approach. And one of those approaches was, you know, see yourself, um, you know, kind of sitting somewhere, living room or whatever, and then you look across and you see a chair. And in that chair, you see money. How does that money present to you? So when I looked at the chair, what I thought was the first thing, I need to write that down in, the, um, in my notebook. But what, what I thought was very eye-opening is that when I saw in the chair, I didn't, I saw some bills you know, but for the most part, I saw gold. I didn't really, and I saw it in a, in a box. I didn't really see like, you know, dollar bills just sitting there. I saw like a box of gold. Now, again, there are, there were a couple bills coming out of it, but my focus was on seeing that gold. Like that is what I saw. And so, um, one of the instructions was to go and no, no, before that it was what kind of energy are you getting from that box and the energy that I was getting from the box was abundance and also um out of reach like the money was very close to me but it's out of my reach and the second part of that was what do you think money thinks of you and when I thought back, one of the things that I do believe is that if I were if I were money looking at me, I would think this girl's crazy. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't realize how close I am to her, and that her own thoughts push me away from her or push her away from me because I'm I'm here, and that is what I think. What I thought when, when I answered that question for myself that money is always here but my whether it's in my reach for me to grab it or out of my reach depends on me not on the money and that no, that was the number one aha for me is that these things in my life that I may want are close or far apart based on me not on them it is all based on me so that was a huge aha for me the second one was when it's when it said to um basically go and step into the energy of money so go and kind of sit in the chair where the money is and since my money was a box of gold um I just kind of stepped into the gold and immersed myself in it and I became like gold like and I the thought that was coming in my mind was King Midas so I thought I thought that was cool that I was able to see myself immersed in the gold 
I thought that was cool. And then the last part was, this was the pivotal part for me that I literally was crying. It's not even a joke because I was tripping like, am I, is it, are these tears coming from me? Like, am I crying? <laughs> but I was literally crying. And this was the part that I decided to go ahead and come and make this video. And it, it was, um, the question was posed. Well, basically, it wasn't a question at first. He said, imagine a second chair to the left of the money box, right? And in that chair is basically what you can call your ancestors, okay? And so I, I was like, where are you going with this, sir? So um, <clears throat> he basically said, imagine all of the things that you have heard back from when you were a child. Now, I am adding on to that because that's what I thought. He did not say that part. He said, imagine what basically those who had authority over you have said to you about money. I put on the part from when you were a child because that is when I started, you know, having all of these things told to me from when I was a child. So and that's why I added that part. So basically in that, um, what you do is you gather up everything that has been said to you that was negative about money and you put it in a ball. And while you're doing this, you're literally, I was literally gathering. I was thinking about the things that was said and just gathering it up, gathering it up and putting it in a ball. Like I'm physically doing it. I wasn't just thinking. I was gathering it with my arms and holding it in a ball as I slapped everything on it. And I, and I widened my scope from not just about money, but things that was said to me about being overweight and just anything, anything that was said to me that was negative. And I put it in this ball and I took the ball and I shaped it and I handed it off. You know, I physically handed that ball off, um, to that chair where the ancestors were. And I told them this belongs to you. And I gave it back to them. I, I don't want it anymore. This never should have been mine. This belongs to you. And one of the things that I did write down that I wanted to pass on, because I did this twice while I was watching, while, while I was yeah, watching the video, I paused it and I did it a second time. And I said, no, thank you. I do not accept words, thoughts, or deeds from you that does not wish me well. And I said, these belong to you. And that, it made me cry because it, it made me realize that these things that I have been holding on to for so long and that changed my entire perspective in life and made me a person that maybe I was supposed to be this person or maybe I wasn't. Maybe I'm turning into the person I was supposed to be, but nevertheless, it sidelined me so much that I am here 47 now just working on things that happened to me almost 30 years ago that started almost 30 years ago so because what was it 30 years no almost 40 years ago father my mother died in 1984 so this is two, 2039 years ago okay so <clears throat> because it's been so long and I never addressed any of these issues 
realizing that I could give these words back, whether it is just a physical manifestation of me letting it go out of my mind, it doesn't matter. The fact that I was, I'm able to do that and feel like, you know, just that part that I did, those words that came to me then, I was able to let it go. It made me cry because I didn't even realize that it was that in, so ingrained in me that I I needed this release, you know? Because like I said, I've done a, re- a releasing ritual before, but none of these things came up at that time when I was doing that releasing ritual. And I'm thinking that because a lot of stuff that and I won't just say it's surface but a lot of things a lot of times when we are dealing with things right now we forget about the things that are dormant in our lives but still affect us on like a a a molecular level because we have you know trials and tribulations that happen daily So who is really sitting around thinking about words that are said to you when you're 10, 11 years old? Nobody's really thinking that, especially when you're 30s and in your 30s and 40s. So, and I think that's why so many of us, you know, my age or within 10 years of me are now working on self because life has happened, you know? And when life happens and life is currently kicking your ass, you're not really thinking about these things that may help you. If you get rid of these things that have been deeply ingrained in you, life wouldn't kick your ass so hard. So I think that because of that is why it made me cry. Because I am going through, like I told you before, this battle with mine is a huge battle for me. And I am going through it as a result. But this is also part of that process. You know what I mean? It's getting up and out the things that have hindered my growth. Not just my life. I've had success in my life. So it's not just, it's not, it hasn't been a hindrance on me having success. But it has been a hindrance on me in my life, my mind, my mindset, my growth mindset, all of that. You can't, you can only grow so far until you release the shit that is, that is weighing on you. And forgive me for the language, but it's just, my mind has been boggling today because of all the things that I am learning. And I told you guys, I'm going to pass along what I learned. So today's mindset journey is really a releasing ritual. It is a release. Find a way to start digging deep into those things that have caused you pain all of your life. What is going on with your life right now? Take stock and look around at what is happening in your life today. And then take that mental picture and go back. Find what started you on this path that you're on and figure out how to release that. That, that is the point of this episode today. You have to release these things that continue to, to keep you down. And like for me, and I would venture to say many of us, it started in childhood. You know, I was, my 
my mother died when I was eight. So I was raised by her family. And a lot of times, back then, I will say, you know, she died in 1984. So back then, it wasn't prevalent. Even when I was growing up in the 90s, it wasn't prevalent. These, you know, this this movement, this self-help movement, these things weren't so well known, at least to me, or maybe it, you know, in my um, community, it wasn't well known. It was church or it wasn't, <laughs> you know, you went to church and Jesus saves. That's, that's all you got. You read this Bible and you pray. This is all you got. Even as a person who lost their mother and whose father was a deadbeat, I didn't get, you know, I could have benefited from it, but I never got any kind of um, therapy. You know, I would think that, you know, uh, when you have small children who lose their mother, they wake up one morning with their mother, and by the time they go to bed, their mother's dead. You would think that the first thought would be to get them some therapy so someone can help them when you can't help them. But that none of that concession was not given to me. So I had to grope along how I got along, you know? And that was all of my life, you know? Especially, I struggled as a kid, as a teenager. And you guys know, I told you my 20s was my worst year. Um, my worst decade, rather. And by that point, when I did seek a therapist, they just wanted to medicate me. And I'm, you know, I feel like, just give me some tools to live, <laughs> you know, help me to get over these things. Don't medicate me. I'm not sitting here crazy. I just need some help. But, you know, and, and by that point I was, you know, I have been against therapists since that guy, but I'm, I'm no longer against therapists. I just don't feel like I need to go to eight and, and come back, you know, and come back up. But then now today may have changed my mind because all of these things that came out in this releasing ritual and going back may be helpful. And I have not ever seen it be helpful to me because I'm a person that if I don't understand why, you have to show me why or else it's just a no. So I didn't understand the reason for me to have to go back so far for me to live my life today. And if you can't explain to me why, then to me it's stupid and I'm not going to do it. So, which you don't have to tell me that's a crazy approach. I already know that. (laughs) But today really did change my mind on a lot of things, especially, you know, that kind of therapy. Because if those kind of things come out and then I couple that with a releasing ritual, that is healing. You know what I mean? When you, my thing is don't just have me think about it. Help me to release it. So I don't want to be a person that's, you know, just in therapy for years. Like, what is this therapist helping me do? That's just not my kind of thing. I would like to have a therapist that helps me go back, helps me release, and then let's make a pass for the future. That is the kind of therapist I would definitely pay for. You know what I mean? Like, I love life coaches. I had a life coach about 10 years ago, probably about 12 or 13, and she was good. She was really good. But I fired her because she said something to me that that pissed me off. And I was like, I'm done with you. 
I literally, she was like, she thought I was joking to her. Oh, 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 no, I'm not joking. You're done. And I never talked to this lady again. And she told me, she said, you will see one day that what I said was correct. And I saw that day came. (laughs) And what she had said to me was, um, the things, this is me paraphrasing. The things that you are going through right now is a result of your own thinking, of your own making. You have decided this in your life. Ma'am, excuse me. <laughs> are you telling me that this, this, and this is going on because I said to do it? And no, no matter what she said or how she tried to explain that to me, it, I just felt like she was saying it was my fault. And at that moment, ma'am, you're fired. I'm done with you. You're a hack. (laughs) That was it. I was done with her. But what she said was correct. We have the ability to choose our own thoughts and our own, you know, circumstances in life. We have the, the ability to do that. And once I realized that, it was a bitter pill to swallow because I realized that I am in control of my actions. I am in control of my reactions. I am in control of my thoughts. I am in control of my words. I am in control. And to allow these things to just, you know, rumble about crazy, like there is no one, you know, at the helm driving this thing is the reason why I was in the situation I was in. And her telling me that just really pissed me off. Because at that moment, I wasn't ready to receive that information. But when I finally was ready to receive it, that information came back. And I realized that she was telling me the truth. I just didn't have the capacity to hear and to understand what she was saying. And I've often thought maybe I should give her a call and say, hey, you know, remember when you said, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) I still might. I still might because she was really, really, really a good um, life coach. Her name, oh, I I forget her name, but her business name is My Life Keys. So if you need a life coach, go look her up and tell her Luanza sent you. She might not remember me, but tell her the story. (laughs) Um, and, and she's also, uh, a reason why I decided to become a life coach as well. Um, because I feel that I have the capacity to help people and there are a lot of people out here who, you know, may not want therapy, but may want, you know, because I'm not a therapist, but I feel that sometimes you just need people to talk to that, you know, don't know you and don't know your family and to give you good advice for life. And that is the reason why I um, am taking a course to become a life coach. And, um, but mine is going to be, you know, more towards gratitude and mindset um, than just life coaching. And it's just simply because I have, I I, I love to help people. You know, I want to help people. And which is why I, everything that I post online, every, all of these podcasts, all of this is for free. I do this for free. I don't get paid for any of this, these things. And it's just simply because I want to help people. I want people to 
Now, listen, I, I, okay, it is not something where I am not selfish as well because I do have books out to try to supplement my income and things like that. But for the most part, I just, I want people to, to have better lives. Like we are living in a time where it is just so explosive. It's a lot of fear mongering. You know, every time you turn on the news, there's a school shooting in in the U.S. or just a shooting, a mass shooting, I should say, in the U.S. Like every time, every time you turn on on the news, it's something else. A president being indicted, you know, (laughs) it is insane what is going on here in the U.S. The dollar, you know, we're in this huge inflation recession. The dollar is just about to be squashed you know and people gonna be looking at us like oh I thought you you know you were somebody we are not because they're saying we don't want your dollar anymore so what happens no I can't do that I'm not gonna do that to y'all because that just is pissing me off too so I'm saying all that to say that it behooves you to do a releasing ritual as part of your mindset journey. And one thing I am going to do is redo this ritual again because I feel that in order for me to continue to get these things cuz it's only a few few sentences that I said that have kind of reverberated through my mind for years that I did that releasing ritual on and the sentences were, you know, money is um not what is it? Money is not does not grow on trees. I'm not made of money. Um, um, for me, I said used to say money is not meant to be spent. Money is meant to be spent. Woe is me. If anything bad that can happen to me will happen to me. Um, what else did I put on there? My uncle used to call me Big Mama. I put that on there. He called me that when I was like 11, all the way up till shit. I can't even remember. Maybe in my 20s, he used to call me that. Um, You know, I've been described. So many horrible things were said about me and descriptions of me by family members. And, you know, things like that. It's what I put on there that that would reverberate through my mind. And it's, you know, a lot of the things that were said to me is just one of the reasons why I don't, you know, communicate with most of my family because... You know, my thing is, if you don't wish me well in life, there's no point in us communicating, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't wish me well growing up, so I don't see the purpose in us communicating today. So, it's one, it's the reason why I don't communicate with most of my family. So, I do know and I believe that I have to let this go. I have to. And that is what this aha moment was for me today not not saying that I didn't know that I had to let it go but I didn't realize how awesome it was gonna be to let it go like you don't realize how bad things you know have affected you until you go to release those things and in doing that release today I didn't realize how bad the, the words can affect you. And, you know, growing up, they used to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt you. 
That is a lie from the pits of hell. I would rather the sticks and stones than the words, because at least you know, after you get finished with these sticks and stones, it may take a few weeks, but my body will heal. The words, it's been decades. Decades. And I know I'm not the only one. And that's the reason why I even record and say these things, because I know I'm not the only one whose who's, um, who's family or people who's had authority over them have, you know, experienced these things. And, and here's another gotcha that I had to, to, to realize as well. The same way that I have people who I am trying to release the things that they've said that have traumatized me, there are people out here who need to do releasing rituals on me. So I don't ever want it to be like, oh, they did, they did, they did. Because there's people out here that will say, Luanza did, Luanza did, Luanza did. Because I was not a nice person. You know, one thing I know is that my sister did get a a huge brunt. And she and I have talked about it and I've apologized to her a lot. Because I know that as a big sister, I did not treat her well growing up. I know this. And which is one of the reasons why now... You know, not even just now, the past probably 20 years, um, I have been all about my sister, you know, because I had treated her deplorably growing up. And I am sane enough to recognize it, tell her that I recognize it, and apologize to her for that, you know. So I feel that even though a lot of times we point the finger at the people who have hurt us and I believe that hurt begats hurt so the people who have hurt us someone hurt them as well so I know that there are people out there that I've hurt and it's not people that I have had authority over outside of maybe my sister I don't really think I've had authority over her but she's five years younger than me so it would, you know, be a situation where I did have authority over her at some point being her older sister. So she will probably be the only person I could say that I had direct authority over, you know, in that way. But there are friends out there, you know, past friends, um, you know, maybe cousins, you know, maybe aunts and uncles that can say, hey, you know, you said this to me. (laughs) I don't know. I don't give myself, you know, I I try to give myself grace, but I feel that the more that I point the finger at others, I have to point the finger at myself too and take responsibility for the things that I allow to just come out of my mouth just because I felt like I'm going to hurt you because I'm hurt. And that kind of was how I was, you know, I used to just allow myself to say whatever came to my mind. And let me tell you something. My words, okay? I was, my comebacks were real. (laughs) That's all I can really say about that. You know, I could still do it today, but it takes so much energy that I just would rather let you talk and be stupid than me have to, to come back like that. I just, I don't even have it in me to go in on in, on people the way I used to. So I would rather just sit and for the most part I'm quiet now. You really have to to 
do something crazy for me to even get riled up. Like, I don't... The way that I am now and the way that I was is like night and day. That's why when people um, who I haven't seen or spoken to in decades, you know, try to say, I, they know me. You don't know me. You knew me. You knew that person. That's not who I am, though. And so even my family, they don't know me. They knew me. But the person they knew and the person I am, the weird night and day. Like, I don't, I don't, my mouth is just, it's better. It is. It's better. And I have said some terrible things. I know this. So I just want to admonish you. As you do your releasing rituals, know that there are people out there that you have had authority over. Maybe your children, um, maybe your nieces and nephews. Maybe have a conversation with them. You know, as you release the things that have been done to you, you probably should have all of the things that you have said to, to those that you have authority over. Maybe have conversations with your 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 children to apologize to them for the things that you said that have affected them. Because a lot of times what I know is that, and this is me giving grace to my family, I don't think that if they thought that 30 years later or 35 years later or however many years later, I would be going through so much from the things that they said that they would have said that to me. That takes a terrible person to say, I would still have said the same thing no matter what so-and-so went through. So I don't, I give them grace enough to believe that they didn't realize the harm in their words or they wouldn't have said it. I give that grace. And I give myself that grace, which is why I tell my niece now, watch your words. And I allow her to say that back to me. You know, if I say something that hurts her feelings, I give her the space to tell me that so that I will know not to say these things again. Because like I I tell, you know, I tell them, if you don't tell me, I'm never going to know. Because the things that I say, I may think it's funny. (laughs) But if you don't think it's funny, I need to know. Because I don't want to damage you by continuing to say something that hurts your feelings. So I give my my, my niece the the space to tell me hey auntie I don't like when you said this to me she's a teenager she is emotional so I need to know I don't want to add to you everybody knows what it's like to go to high school I don't want to add to that I want her I want her to be able to come to me and say auntie can I tell you about about my day and you know I even told her if you don't want my advice tell me you just want a monologue I do tell her that because I don't want to be that person that just gives advice and gives advice. No, if you just want to vent, tell me that. So sometimes she'll come and say, auntie, I just have a monologue. And I say, okay. And I let her talk. And she talks and talks and talks and talks. And then if she has advice, if she wants advice from me, she'll ask. This is not a relationship that I have with any, any aunt or uncle in my family. You know, I didn't have any relationship really where I could come to them as a teenager and say, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm experiencing. I had to internalize that and keep that to myself because I didn't have good relationships with any of them to think that they cared what I was going through. All I knew is that these people disliked me enough where 
they didn't even want me in the house anymore. This is all that I knew. So I would never have told them anything. But my my niece now, I give her that because I want her to know that I'm that I love her like she is my own child and that whatever she's going through, I am here for her. So she knows that and she know whenever she comes home from school, she drops her bags and she comes right to me and she talks. Sometimes when she's at school, she'll call me on the phone. She'll FaceTime me. Like, auntie, so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so. What do I do? Like, this is what she does all the time. Because I have given her the space to do that. And I am proud of me for doing that because that was not given to me. But I wanted her to have a different experience than I did. You know, from aunt to niece. So I, I, I challenge you to definitely do this releasing ritual to bring up and out the things that were said to you growing up from those who had authority over you. I think it's easier to let go of things that were said to you by friends than it is for those who had authority over you, like your grandmother, grandfather, aunts, uncles, sisters, brothers, mother, father. It's easier to, you know, release things that cousins and and, and and friends have said, but it's not so easy when these people, um, you know, in my, in like in my estimation, when I think back, they, these are my sisters. These are, excuse me, these are my, these are my mother's brothers and sisters. Like, did you love my mother? Like the, this is, this was the things that often went through my mind because how could you love my mother and treat her child this way? But they treated my sister, sister, you know, pretty good. So maybe it was just, you know, the fact that I was older and she was younger when my mother died. So I don't know. But it is also the reason why um, I treat my niece the way I do, because it's just, it's, I love my sister. So I'm going to love her child. And, and that's just how I see it. So... When you talk to your children, start today being mindful of the things that you say to them. Give them the space to tell you if they've hurt you. Have conversations about the things that you've said to them in the past that may have hurt them. And do this. Apologize. I have nine aunts and uncles. And one aunt took the time to apologize to me. And she came in 2018 when I had a hysterectomy. I'm from Chicago. That's where most of my family lives. And I, But I live in Georgia now and in Atlanta. And when she came down here, that automatically, I was like, she came specifically for two weeks to come and help me when I got out of surgery because I, I needed help. It wasn't, you know, a laparoscopic surgery. I had 63 staples. So I wasn't able to do anything for like the first, at least the first, what, nine days, 10 days, 11 days before I got the staples out. It was hard. So for her to come down, take time off of work, to come down to help me, that number one was an apology to me but for her to actually voice the words and say she apologized and she didn't understand you know 
I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna repeat what she said because that was just between me and her. But the apology to me was very authentic and it it was very meaningful. And that is why everything between that happened between us was squashed at that moment. Like I can probably remember if I tried, but she got a forgiveness and a forgetness. Like she, there are people in your life that you forgive, but you don't forget that, you know, some people do that. She got a forgive and forget because at that moment she showed me that she, she realized that the things that happened to me as a kid, I was just a kid and it should not have happened. So because of that, she got to forgive, forgive and forget, but it also still <clears throat> shows me that my, like I said, my mother had nine brothers or eight brothers and sisters. It was nine of them and only one apologized. So because of that, and she's the only one that I speak to because it's just like, I don't, I don't want to live my life like that. I don't want to live my life going back and forth and I just don't I got enough to deal with I got enough to deal with so I keep keep going in and out saying the same thing but it's, it's me trying to admonish you because it felt so good for me to release it today that I want that for you and I want you to go f- further by apologizing to your ch- at least your children At least your children, if you have nieces and nephews, treat your nieces and nephews as if they're your own children, you know, because it goes far. It goes far in their life when they feel that, especially if their mother and father are deceased or not able to care for them and you treat them like they're your own, it will go so far with them to know that this aunt or this uncle treats me like I'm their own. It will go so far for them. So anyway, this was kind of an emotional day for me, but it it had turned me around so much because I got up this morning and it, like I said, I've been going through such a battle, such a battle with this mindset journey. I don't even know if there's any person that I know that's gone through a mindset journey that has gone through such a battle like this. And I feel like mine is so deep. Like, what is happening? (laughs) What is happening? That is what I feel. Like, it's so draining some days. Like, oh my gosh. But today I um, restarted the gratitude Project. So I'm doing like 30 days of gratitude every day, 30 days of uh, meditation, 30 days of, pr- um, well, I pray every day, but just like kind of like 30 days of just all of all in. I'm all in for these next 30 days to just kind of, because I, I have been taking breaks. Like I took a break for st- April 4th was my last day. And till today, I just, I took a break because I I felt like I needed a mental break break from just continuing the minds. It's been so deep, 
So I just took a break, but I'm back. And um, I am going forward just this 30 days to to try to get myself back on track. And I bumped into this to this program. It's literally 21 days. So I'm doing the 21 days. And the reason why I haven't told you what it is is because it's part of Mind Valley and you have to have a membership with Mind Valley in order to do it. And they're they're not cheap. It's like $99 a month or $400 for the year. So I had I did $400 for the year. So it's part of Mind Valley. If you have Mind Valley, um look it up. Let me see what's it? I think it's called Money EQ. Money EQ. So if you look at if you have Mind Valley, look it up. It's called Money EQ and I started day 1 today. So I'm doing that plus the Silva Ultra Mind. Mind Valley has been such it's been so awesome. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening today. I appreciate every person who clicks and listens whenever I drop an episode. It's always so amazing to me that so many of you guys out there that listen to me just ramble about uh, ramble about anything. You know, I appreciate that so much. You just don't know. Thank you. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza Christina, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast and give it five stars. If you have not already, get your copy of my book, 21 Days of Thankfulness, available now on Amazon.